The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. This is show 115, and yes, your system is not broken, your your iPods are still working. I did not do a pregame show, uh, Thanksgiving, and that, that's just the way it goes sometimes here in podcast land. Um, we took a vacation, just to say it like that. Anyways, show 115, hot damn, I thought we were going to win that game, didn't you? I sure did. Sure was jumping up and down a whole lot. Yeah, I'm sure someone was ready to call the cops. Thought I was murdering somebody in my house. We'll go over that in just a bit. Well, without further ado, here's today's show. Yeah. Yeah. Oak Town. Do you know about my city? Oak Town. The city of Oak. Oak Town. Oak, don't you know? Do you know about my city? The city of old. Oh, don't you know? Now let's take a little trip down memory lane. The post game bolts controversial game. And of course, there's a rumor out there that Al Davis is selling the Raiders. I'll tell you guys about that. And of course, my favorite story of the day. Shove that forward pass right up your ass. And, of course, the comments form section will be involved in today's show. So, without further ado, the post game for the Bolts Without Nuts. Here goes. Do you know about my The city of old. Oh, don't you know? Oh, don't you know? Check it. Raiders get robbed. <laughs> I love to say it. I know it's true. Of course, you know, all the haters will, will say what they always say about the Raiders. You're the most penalized team, blah, 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 blah. But at the game there in southern Oakland, as some people like to say, the Chargers beat the Raiders at a score of 21-14. to 14. The 8-2 and two Chargers come in as a juggernaut of offense and the lowly 2-8 Raiders were not expected to show up as the announcers of the game jokingly said before the contest started. It was Shell's 60th birthday, and I was thinking maybe they'd be, come up with a victory, but I know a whole lot of Raider fans didn't hold it up. Let me tell you, we all were holding our breath thinking, oh, I hope the score isn't too embarrassing. A lot of fans were saying it. You know, I know you were thinking it if you weren't saying it, because I feel you. The Raiders took the field with attitude. They took the field from the opening kickoff, which was to the Raiders, and Chris Carr ran it back to the 40-yard line, and it was on. It was on big time. The Raiders came out wanting to win this one so bad you could almost taste it. You could see in the way every play was exercised. Every player was focused and fully intent on playing. Except Randy Moss, once again, that punk-ass bitch. Excuse me. Special teams came in big. Chris Carr, every return was monstrous. He must have got us to the 40-yard line three times. The only things that hurt us, of course, were a 91-yard run back by their running back, one of their running, our wide receivers, I believe it is, I don't have his name right here. Jankowski missed a 46-yard 
field goal on our initial drive of the game, which kind of took a little bit of of uh, wind out of our sails, but not for more than 30 seconds because our team was on fire. This is the best I've seen this team play, let me say. I could go over the negatives all day long about the way Tom Walsh didn't adjust in the second half, la-di-da, the way that uh, Randy Moss quits on patterns, la-di-da. But I could go on with that because it hasn't changed. It's the same for most every contest. The offense played their best game, the best game of the season by far. Uninspired Moss caught three passes for 26 yards, and he could have caught a couple more because I think he got eight hit for him, delivered to him. 12 first downs and 157 yards in the first half. I was so proud of the Raiders. And Aaron Brooks is a madman. He is a madman. He's a mad scientist with the ball. He is elusive as hell. I don't know where this was at the beginning of the season, but holy moly, like someone said on my uh, forum, we should have seen this guy playing all season. It's amazing. We were all looking at Walter to the future. I don't know. I myself have to question that leadership. I have to question that uh, that quarterback, and maybe he'll get better in the future. But if you look here at this young man right here who has an offensive line, who is absolutely full of holes, and he has to run for his his life, he even got five sacks in this game and continued to pass with poise and precision. His running was excellent. Aaron Brooks gets an A for the game. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Aaron Brooks by himself is inspiring to the Raider Nation. And the number two man, Madsen. Madsen was a madman. 57-year-old catch led them all the way up to the goal line. And, of course, he gets the out route or a little hook route and gets the touchdown for Madsen. This guy showed a lot of promise in the preseason. I liked him. A lot of people did, too. Richard Lee comes back in for his second touchdown. So Crockett kept things going. Fargus, the the uh, offensive line was blocking very good on the left side for runs, and we were making yards. We were doing well with the run. I can only say in the second half, once again, Tom Wallace tries to sit on a minuscule lead and does not take it to the opponent's throat. He needs to learn that if you don't take the jugular out, then they, the fighter will come back and kick your ass. And that's what happens. It happened to us all these last games. We could have won six contests if we would have completed the second half of play in this doggone season. Okay, I said I wouldn't go over the negatives. Moss, he still sucks. Wooded made some great catches. Unbelievable. I couldn't believe he was catching the ball so much. Brooks, of course, was was magic, even with five sacks. Mob Ryan, great, great defensive scheme to stop the most prolific running back in the National Football League. Held this dog on LT to a mere 57 yards in the first half. Un-freaking-believable. Our team on the defense came and played the whole 60 minutes. The offense tried. There were a couple of things that really hurt us. You know, I can go over those because it's important to see those. And if you see them, and this is through uh, a blog, Calico Jack, 
puts out the silver and black forever.com. My thanks to him for a great job. He's always so cerebral. Killer plays. He said there were a couple of them. I have to agree totally with him. Uh, the Brooks interception. Raiders in the lead at 14-7. The momentum is working for us after an Asamoah's interception. Ball on San Diego 25-yard line. On third and 15, Brooks throws a wobbly pass. I believe the pass, though, was hit. I believe that pass was tipped. Um, it was hard to see in the film. But Quentin Jammer intercepted it and returned it to the Oakland 48-yard line. So that swung the momentum. They eventually scored. So that was brutal. That changed the course of the game as well. Seabass missing a 36-yard field goal on opening drive was another killer because that was a pretty easy kick, and uh, we could have gone on early on the scoreboard. The 91-yard kickoff return, brutal. That was brutal because we had the lead 7-0, and it evaporated in mere moments because that, that came on the next play of the game. Dropped interception by a Samoa. He had a perfect interception, and it was tied 7-7 on their own 35-yard line. On second and two, Rivers intended on a pass for Gates, and doggone Asamoa came in, and it hit him right in the chest, man. He could have run that ball back for a TD or very close to it. We had more than that happen. We had more than that as far as an interception goes, but that's one of the more blatant ones. I believe there were three in this game. Illegal forward pass play. Ah, oh, legal forward pass. Stick it up your ass. I'm going to go into that in just a minute here, so I'm not going to say too much about that right now. LaDamian Thomason score, man. He scored 14-14. And uh, when they threw the ball to Antonio Gates in the end zone, when he did, that was a, another knife to the throat. So uh, tight end John Madsen actually is a tight end. And three receptions, 16 yards, nine yards, one TD. I think he is an up-and-comer. He's a great kid. I love the way he plays. All guts, man. Takes a hit and keeps on going. Well, that was kind of the game. I'd like to say that for sure. Uh, it, we sure had an opportunity to win it, yes, this uh, penalty really blew, and we could have probably won it. We could have, would have, should have. But then again, if we had put more points on the board in the fourth quarter, any points, we probably could have won this game. The Raiders played their best game of the season and shocked the crap out of the Charger fans, the five that were there. They were screaming their heads off because they thought they were going to lose this mofo game. I love it. If you look at the crowd, you look at how freaked out they were, they all looked like they were going to have another stroke or a child or something like that because the crowd was flipped out. And Marty, forget about it. Marty was ready to have a baby right there in the sidelines. They put a focus on his face. And every other word was a cuss word. You didn't have to be deaf to see that. And I ain't kidding. You could read his lips <laughs> if you didn't even speak the language. I'll tell you right now. Marty was flipped out. The Raiders played a great game. All I've said the whole season, if the Raiders play at their hardest and play their hardest and play their hearts out, that's all I expect out of them for 60 minutes. The offense came to play this game, thank God. 
and they played well. They played the whole 60 minutes. The exception of, of course, Randy, I'm not happy this week, Moss. Um, and that, you know, I need, don't need to go any further into it than that. Mob Ryan and the defense, hats off. The offense is finally getting on the board. And if we continue to play this way, if we continue to play with this kind of tenacity, we will win some football games. There's a couple more. There's three to go. Well, there's more than three. Those are the home games. But we can beat Kansas City at home. We can beat their ass. Let's take the wood to them. We certainly should beat the Texans. Of course, I've let the cat out of the bag. Don't blame me for us not winning, but I'll tell you, we will beat them sons of guns. We'll beat the Texans because we got them coming up here next week, and I can't wait because I have not smelled the barbecues at the Oakland Coliseum for way too long. Football season is almost up for us Raiders. So we got to enjoy every game, every moment the Raiders on the field. It's a good thing. It's inspiring. I know it kicked the teeth out of the team when we got that penalty, but, man, we're playing some damn good football. They came back and played just as hard. So you can't really say much about that. You can say a lot of things, but the Raiders played good football. We just needed to put some points on the board in that fourth quarter, and then we would have been golden. So, great game, Raiders. Absolutely great game. Stopping LT was the key to the whole game. Rob Ryan. You're the man. Okay, here we go. Forward pass right up your ass. I'll tell you that right now. Tell me. I thought we were having an earthquake, but it was the whole Raider Nation jumping up and down in their living room simultaneously across the planet on this bogus forward pass fumble. Bullshit. Now... All the people that are the people in sports have commented on it. Of course, Marty, right after the game, said it was absolutely a forward pass. And the refs made a very good <laughs> determination. Plus the spot of the ball being ridiculous. Five yards behind where he caught the ball and forward passed it. What kind of penalty is that? That should have been taken back to the line of scrimmage. Replay the down. Nice talking to you. Nice talking to you. There's no way that should have been a forward pass. Nobody, and I mean nobody in the entire country thinks it's that way, except for, of course, the officiating office, which is full of crap, as always. Many times they've sucked the life out of our team with their bogus plays, like the infamous tuck rule. I call it, we got fucked rule, excuse my language, but this is going to be explicit, so I hope the kitties are out of the room. I am pissed off so much about this play. Not to say that the Raiders would have won or could have won if this play would have been changed, but I will say this. It sure would have made a hell of a difference and given us an opportunity to win the game instead of being something so stupid. And I know I don't have to say it, but I got to say it. If we would have done the same thing, it would have been no doubt in my freaking mind, first down chargers. That's exactly what it had been. Fumble first down. So as I sit there, you know, 
Chargers receiver Vincent Jackson caught the ball on a fourth and two pass. 16-yard pass from Rivers. Then gets up without being touched by an Oakland Raider. Spins the ball in celebration like in-your-face Oakland Raiders. Thus, a live ball. A fumble. A ball that was live with no whistle called. And the ball hits the ground. Which means what? Fumble. It had happened before in a Pittsburgh game with Plexipo Burris. Same exact thing. And they ruled it, yes, a fumble. Fabian Washington then rolls onto the ball. Fumble, right? Raider ball, right? No. So, okay, so it's going to be our ball uh, on the fourth down that they just blew. It'll be our ball or they'll we'll play the down. No. What happens? First down chargers on the way to another score. That was bullshit. And don't give me this horse shit about how the Raiders don't get over-penalized. Don't give me this crap about how we're the only team in football that has all the penalties, so we're going to get these odd ones, too, from now and, now and then. That whole theory is bullshit. I will never buy it. Someday, this referee controversy will have to be laid to rest. I hope it's somewhere where they got to pay big. But like I said, we should have won the game, and we didn't. So there you go. But it was bullshit, and I just had to let it all out because I know the rest of the Raider Nation had to let it all out too. So there you go. So on to the next story. Yes, the ProFootballTalk.com had us a rumor mill portion of their website. And they were reporting that Al Davis is trying to sell the team and is having trouble selling the team because there's an issue on whether he has enough of the team as far as the stock is concerned or ownership percentage is concerned in order to let someone else run the show. Well... That's bullshit. That's not going to happen. Here is the true story behind all of that rumor. So the rumor was Al is trying to sell the team. Well, he's trying to sell a 30% share in the team, yes. And that 30% share he received after being sued by the family who owned that 30% after the original 30% owner passed away, one of Al's very old partners. And so their family sued Al Davis for whatever reason, and Al Davis had to buy those shares from that family. And so he's trying to sell the shares of the team that don't control the majority, which he has at 51%. So all the speculation about someone taking over the Raiders organization is out the window. Of course, I'm glad to hear that because I would hate to be called the Oh, let's see, what, what Good Housekeeping Raiders or the, let's say, uh, Pillsbury Doe Raiders or the, who else, the, the Exxon Raiders, any of the other large corporations who might want to swallow up the organization. I'm certainly glad Al Davis still owns it, and he's not thinking about selling it, especially to some corporate giant. I know the day is coming, and it's coming sooner than later, that Al will have to pass the torch to someone and someone who will have control of the team. 
We can only hope and pray that the new owners of the Oakland Raiders, whenever it may occur, will be football folks, someone born and bred in football, who cares, lives, and dies football. No one, of course, could come up to the level of Mr. Davis ever. So that's the dispelling rumor that we have to dispel right now. So there you go. Mike Lowry, Raider number 18 PSL. What's new? Of course, we're in the Raider Nation podcast comments forum section. And Mike Lowry, Raider 18 PSL. What's new? Nothing. Every week, it's the same old thing. Defense is playing hard and the offense is not doing shit. Well, that's not true. Mike Lowry, I got to tell you, I think the offense has improved 100% in the last two weeks, and this game shows it, and the defense played well as well. I can never say anything bad about the defense because all year the defense was keeping us in every game. That's very true. And every and giving the offense many opportunities to win the game, and that's true too. I just hope Archell is not the one that is going to be in charge. Ooh, I think Art Shell will probably be in charge. Well, it depends on the rest of the season, though. We're still on the two and nine. That could be out. He says he does disagree with me about Randy Moss. He's always believed in let the players suffer just like they make us suffer when the play they play like shit. And right now, that is Randy Moss is playing like absolutely he's playing like shit. So well, I don't think he should suffer. I just think we should get him out of here so that when we're able to draft, we can get rid of him, keep this money, and go out and find some players that want to play. That's what I'm saying. Um, let's see what else he says here. Okay, so what he's saying is that <clears throat> he thinks that Randy Moss should stay here and sit on the bench and make him suffer not cut him loose and let him go somewhere else. The problem with that is we are going to pay him huge money next year, and I don't want him sitting around anywhere. Yes, he's trying to get out of the team. Yes, we're probably going to get rid of him. So we're paying him a big money right now. Let's play this sucker, just like I think we should play Porter. But you know what? He's playing that he's injured, and he is a super punk bitch that I can't believe is still on the team. But... And we're not going to get anything for that guy. Anyway, he's another head case, and I've already beat him to death as it is. Raider Frank, a blown lead. He can't believe that Gates is running around out there not to be mugged. Of course, Gates, it was one of those trick plays we just got sucked into again like they did last time to us. Not that we've never seen this before. Just freaks me out. What can you expect? Oh, man. They held LT in check for a while, and the linebackers are like madmen running from sideline to sideline. That's right. They cut him off big time. You got to give Namdi a big high five and the DB's credit for what they're doing and proving every single game. Absolutely, man. 
Our defense is kicking some butt, and people got to take notice. They had a chance to gain and hold the lead. Yes, exactly right, but we held nothing. But you could see the game was plan was changing, and the attack of the defense is just trying to run out the clock. Absolutely. This is the play from Idaho, Tom Walsh, who is Daho up in the box. And, of course, he's living in his own private Idaho. The offensive line did better. Uh, a few times they had Brooks running like a madman, but the penalties have come way down. Maybe next game they can pull it all together. On deck, the Texans. I think so. Raider Frank, we'll see you at the next Kalegate, my brother. You and your beautiful wife, we will be there. Please stop by for a Baruski. That goes for anyone else in the Raider Nation who's coming to Oak Town to party down with the Raider Nation podcast or to see a game. We're there for you, let me tell you right now. Willie Vargas, the Raider fan, comes in. He's had an NFL ticket for the past five and six years, and he's watched every Raiders game. And this past game, the Raiders versus Chargers, brought back some very bad memories of the tuck rule game, of course. When in hell will this bullshit end? Why do the refs, just the refs, need to screw us? The play was a fumble, of course. Clearly our players are professionals, and we need to make some plays. But damn it, clearly changed the whole complexion of the game and surely the momentum and the outcome. I agree, you know? Um, I agree. It's time for our offense to finally come to play. We still get robbed. Um, defense does what they do best, play D. But that's the way things go, man. They still do their job on the defense. They'll do their job on the offense, too. I think if we continue to play this well, we will continue to get better and things better things are in the future. We'll see against the Texans. That's at home, and uh, we should be able to beat them soundly. Colorado Chris. What else can we say? Trying to stay positive. It was an okay week for me. Broncos lose. That's huge for me. Love hearing all about Plummer and his woes. God, he's a pussy. And I'm not about to abandon Brooks. I kind of wish he could have seen him all season. I agree with that. At least he's mobile and tries to move. Defense very tough, holding Lamian Thomason pretty much all game. And, of course, what the heck about that call? It's laughable. Hey, Tommy, tell your sister I found her panties. <laughs> I love it. Colorado Chris, you the man. Dylan comes in with, of course, fuck the refs. I agree. He goes on to reiterate what we all feel and know was the truth. Randy says, of course, Randy comes in with bottom line, the same result. But he goes on to say, yes, the penalty would have done something. However, you know, we should have won the game. And I agree with that, too. So bottom line to all this speculations and reflections and this. We need to have more points on the board in the third and fourth quarters of the game. We need to be able to adjust at halftime again in order to make our team successful with a victory. If we don't do that, we're bound to continue to do the same things we're doing because other teams are adjusting to us. Tom the Turkey Walsh.
So, we will see you at the pregame for the Texans, of course. We'll talk to you anyways, then we'll see you at the Texan games because it's a home game, and we're going to rock the house. we got to bring it down for this Texan game, man. we got to light it up, man. we got to beat these suckers. we got to get some wins in the column. You know what I'm saying? You can't be the, the laughing stocks. Who gives a crap about the draft? It's a, it's a crap shoot. Okay, so let's win some games. Let's get some victories under our belt. Let's start looking like a football team. Well, until then, until I come back with the pregame podcast, I am out.